Rental episode 133. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. All right. If you enjoy our content, head on over to geekcade.com where you're going to find not just our podcast, but podcasts on video games, music, movies, TV, comics, so much more. Geekcade.com. What's your geek? Speaking of geek, what's the ultimate geeky anime American crossover franchise, Andy? Uh, speaking from experience from my like 1990s Goku flame shirts, uh huh. I would say Dragon Ball Z. I would agree. I think that's like the stepping stone for most Americans getting into that anime subculture. Certainly when it was dubbed and brought over on Cartoon Network and a very various other networks, that was kind of the first one we all started picking up on, you know, before the boondocks, before full metal, not alchemist. I was going to say jacket. Alchemist, I was like, yeah. that's not right. <laughs> um, you know, although that's a completely different that's property. A bad, that's a different yeah. anime. <laughs> so Dragon Ball, it's once again permeated culture. In a couple of ways, but it's bled over into one of the biggest games that has been out there for years now. And uh, I understand you've been playing it. Yeah, so not as much as the rest of my family. But uh, yeah, we've been watching Dragon Ball Z from the beginning. Okay. This this whole summer. Uh, And we just finished season three. So Frieza's dead. Hooray. I wonder what happens next. Yes, nothing horrible but, for sure. Oh my gosh, that that season, holy crap! And I think it gets worse. It's just like two minutes of fighting, and then when's, another episode, when's and Mahjong then two minutes Boo? of fighting. Is that is he season two or is he after? Oh, that's later. I've never seen yeah. any of those. Oh, ones. Mahjong Boo is like the most annoying. <laughs> Probably one of the most <laughs> annoying seasons. I can't wait. Oh uh, yeah. But so we've been watching that and the kids have been excited. And then uh, they were looking on the Xbox at all the games that were installed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, dad, we have a new Dragon Ball Z game called Fortnite. Everybody's heard about it. <laughs> yep. So uh, finally happened. Kids got into Fortnite here and uh, they haven't really looked back. Really? Yeah, it's. It's been a sensation over here. I it's mean, like 2018 all over over here. I've, uh, I've not wanted to play Fortnite in a very, 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 very long time. And I almost picked it back up knowing that there was Dragon Ball Z stuff in this one. So I get it. Yeah. I mean, I never played it a, too much originally. And it, I mean, they've gone, they've come a long ways. Yeah. From the early days, I think. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. It's more than just a, you know, battle royale game because half the time you're trying to do this quest shit, you know, go here, go there. It's it's nothing really fancy, but uh, that's pretty much what you're doing while you're playing the game. And then at the end, you're like, oh, we might as well go in the circle and see if we can win this thing, you know? Really? Okay. Interesting. And like how, how permeated into this season is dragon ball is it just like a character skin or their attacks or superpowers or what's the deal so that's the part that i think is really interesting specifically right now is um it has the skins for one thing which is kind of just fortnite thing but they have uh capsules from the capsule corp that fall out of the sky and land in different areas basically drops so you go over there open them up and uh you can get kamihamihas and a nimbus cloud from them oh so the nimbus cloud is just kind of a game changer it just teleports you into the sky you can float around so it's quickly you know quickly get out of battle and then the kamihamiha is just a just a beam that you shoot at somebody and it does massive damage the kicker is that 
you have to jump up into the sky and you have to say kami ha mi ha like really long into so the mic or the character says this the character says it okay good but uh it, it takes about five seconds it seems like so there's just like shots coming off of you and uh or you just hear it from away and you're like oh shit is that at me so you're running and jumping and all that shit so i think it adds a whole other layer than just the guns to that so i'll be kind of sad if that leaves that's pretty sweet though i uh i'm gonna have to check that out i think i think of like a lot of the partnerships they've done that one's kind of significant in a huge way bridging obviously western and u.s audiences or western and eastern audiences same thing i don't know what i was talking about there but like they've done a lot of like you know big u.s movie tie-ins and like wrestling but this is like this is cultural across the globe you know what i mean yeah i think this got a lot i mean it got me into it my whole family into it so of all the other things i mean while we were in there we got darth vader and we got indiana jones and we got all that shit too but like you unlocked them or you paid for them so we're now a uh dual battle pass family oh (laughs) okay yeah so we got a we're rolling pretty deep over here with us some skins from the season um yeah it's it's nuts my two oldest are really into it my wife plays it all the time wow well good thing they're about to roll out that like family game pass thing so yeah might help you guys excuse me well interestingly the reason for this crossover is also the reason that i went to theaters this last weekend with my son and that's because dragon ball super superhero was released exclusively to theaters came over here with a subtitled and dubbed version there's just a subtitled version and there's just a dubbed version uh obviously i just went for dubbed didn't want to read a bunch, but we went and saw that movie. Um, Capsule Corp is definitely the devil. Uh, always support the Red Ribbon Army. They're they're <laughs> never wrong. Uh, if you were to learn anything from this movie, but yeah, really cool to and kind of surreal to see a Dragon Ball Z movie or Dragon Ball movie in theaters because, like, you know, we caught that stuff like, oh, at least me, like late teens. Like that's when that stuff started kind of like permeating and like into college and I got into it. So like to have it be enough of a cultural influence that it's in theaters in the U.S. is kind of crazy. I will say I went on a Saturday and I think there was maybe a total of 10 people in this whole theater, um, including us. So I don't think it's going to be like this probably won't happen again. Just guessing. <laughs> Um, but animation was really, really good. The The humor was funny. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it's hard to justify because it was an hour and 40 minutes, right? But it's just the same thing you're going to get boiled down in a 20-minute episode of, of Dragon Ball Z where it's <clears throat> a lot of fluff, a lot of identifying who the next challenger is, a fight, not any real resolution, and then it's done, mm-hmm. right? So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. My son had never really, he I'd never really exposed him to like Dragon Ball Z at all, but he said he had a good time. Um, and like the, the final battle, like the last 20 minutes was pretty good. Like this, the computer animation all around was great. Um, it, uh, it was worth checking out. I think, I think like the funniest thing was, is like I hadn't kept up with Dragon Ball Z and like, they they call him the dragon at one point because you know they need to like upgrade powers to like take on the next guy, and apparently the dragon's been upgraded to like three wishes, right? So they get yep. through the first wish, and he's like, ah, I don't need any more. Well, can I have the next two? And it's um, is it Boma? I don't know if it's Boma. I think it's Boma. Um, she's like, Well, can I have your other two wishes? He's like, I guess. And she's like, Well, I want uh, I want a perky ass, not like crazy, just like college age ass. And then <laughs> and she's like, I want, uh, like my eyelashes, like half a millimeter wider. And he's like, are you kidding me? You've been using the dragon, like the, the, the existential wisdom of the almighty dragon for your cosmetic surgery. So it's like this ongoing joke. It's really stupid, but made me laugh pretty good. That's pretty good. It, uh, it was good. I, I, 
you know, I'm I, w- I would consider myself at best like a casual Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z fan. Like I like it. I just <clears throat> I've never ingested it all. But if it's on, I'll watch it. And yeah, this movie hit. Like it's it's not going to convert anyone who wasn't a fan. Uh, but it was really a cool, like I said, experience to see that in a theater that my kid kind of like take it all in. And the, the the animation that like the pseudo 3d and, you know, just normal mm-hmm. 2d animation was really on point. Um, typical Dragon Ball Z though. Like they touched on characters who were like not in the film, but like, Oh, doing other things where they like reference for like five seconds, a side character who has nothing to do with the rest of this film. And that's like, what I was going to ask about. <laughs> like if your son is just like, what is going on? Right. Here? Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was pretty much it. But all you needed to know was, you know, they recruited a new the Red Ribbon Army recruited like the grandson of the guy who made like Cell, and he made a he he <laughs> loves superheroes, so he made like some eight nineteen fifties like golden era comic like androids, and that was kind of the whole oh, thing. Yeah. And they fought the androids, and as a as a as a deal, part of that was like he had to create a new cell. And, you know, so obviously the androids are the big baddies. Mm-hmm. There's always the big, big baddie, which was the new cell. And yeah, it, wow. uh, it was very on brand. Um, and I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It, it just like, I mean, it's not going to floor you, right? Like if you're a fan, you know, but, um, yeah. it was still cool. Yep. So that, that, uh, in Fortnite, you know, they have all these other sections and one of them is that you you go to like a cruise ship and they just show episodes of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you just sit there and watch, you know, with a bunch of people. And uh, my kids just thought that was the greatest thing ever, except that they were just like, wait, what's going on? Wait, Gohan's big. Wait, this right. is this. Wait, what? He's got glasses. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of at that point too cuz like so much time had passed since I'd watched, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. Like I stand by that thing being like a great introduction to anime, but like it's a little rough, right? Like it's just like a WWF soap opera. Yeah. It definitely, uh, by this third season, I'm just kind of like kind of checking out on it because it's just, it's just episode yeah. after episode of effort where nothing really happens where one person, oh no, he's punching harder than the other guy this time. And, you know, well, then those buildups too, in the, the original series, like what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, <laughs> man, it's like half the episode you've just been doing that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. Well, I might but, have to check out Fortnite yet before it's too late. Oh yeah, so. I mean, it's it's pretty good. You can yeah, land like at uh, the Kami House. Season? Yeah, I, I'm not sure how long. Okay, middle of September or something. But yeah, my kids first thing they did they landed at the Kami House and Bulma's out there and they tried shooting her and then Bulma killed them. So <laughs> as she should. <clears throat> well. I picked up something today, release day, for one of the greatest Konami releases in maybe the last 10 years. And that, <laughs> would, that would be the Konami's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Cowabunga Collection. Got that thing. Have you it's, played it much yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just having gotten it today, not a lot, um, hours, so just kind of went through it. I will say it's very respectfully done. Like, you know, so you've got all the NES games, all the super Nintendo and Genesis games, the arcade counterparts, and then the game boy games. So yes, that does mean you have three iterations of turtles fighters. Um, You also have two iterations (laughs) of turtles in time, two iterations of turtles arcade, but um, very, very lovingly crafted as a package. It seems like for the source material, you can change between regions to get the different variants in the, the games themselves and the cover art um, <clears throat> save is included, obviously like the standard stuff. There's also enhancements. So for certain games, you can like turn off flickering. You can turn off slowdown. Um, pretty cool. And then you, there's like a whole 
Um, it's broken out really nicely. And like, here's the games. Then if you want to play local co-op or multiplayer, there's a section for that separate section for online. It tells you, you know, how many people can play in each game. And then I think the, the cool part is like the turtle layer where it's just, you know, the, the turtle layer and you can go through and look at original box art for all the games, English and Japanese, the comics, um, screenshots from each season of the original animated series, um, promo materials, things like that. <clears throat> the only thing I really didn't like was they stopped, you know, the most recent game was obviously Super Nintendo Genesis, but they felt the need to like, in addition to the original run of the series, because it's Nickelodeon now owns them. Here's screenshots from like the new <laughs> bastardized, like 3d Nickelodeon yeah. TMNT, which doesn't really like, if you were going to do that, include some of the games, but they didn't. Right. And then like even the newest, like rise of the TMNT and stuff in there. So it was like, okay, you did pretty good, but like you shouldn't have shoehorned your new age turtles bullshit in here. Cause like this obviously capped at some point. Yeah. Um, aside from that though, yeah, really good. Um, everything that I've played on emulation emulates very accurately, you know, the slow down the flicker, even on the NES, like the right side of the screen. Um, it's really cool, really cool package. You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like at the end of the day, I own the majority of these in their original incarnations or like another convenient way to play, but it's nice to have the option to sit down and play on your couch four player TMNT, the arcade and then turtles in time. Um, I think that's a really neat thing. And then to be able to play it online too. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And the, so, yeah. And the, like just all the other extra stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's neat. I, I haven't gone online to see how well that functions, but you know, the Can't idea that, that you could just have a couple of friends over. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only huh. thing that diminishes it a little bit for me is just like how good shredders revenge was. And that had just come out. So it's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah. they kind of took their thunder a little bit, didn't it? it? It did. And like that game is coming out physically inside of a month anyway. Yeah. So it's a lot of turtle, a lot of nostalgia in, in one short period. And um, I don't, I mean, those, those original games aren't any worse for it, but it's hard to argue with how good Treasure's Avenge was, you know, and like the yeah. online's there, the six player online and, you know, it's just missing from the, the old stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's, you probably just think of Shredder's Revenge as the same thing as Turtles in Time, but I bet if, sure. you know, once you go back to it, it's like, oh, it doesn't have, doesn't look quite as sharp and it doesn't have all the animations that make it look really cool. And yeah, you know, that sweet overworld map, you know, and yeah. power up. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, I think it, it shades the old ones just a little bit, but uh, the old ones are still really good. I was thinking yeah. They never made a PlayStation 1 64 Turtles game, right? GameCube, Xbox, PS2 era got one. I can't remember what it's called. And that was like um, based on the movie, right? That TMNT movie, I think. Possibly, or there might have been a Nickelodeon like reboot before they went 3D, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't, because there was like on the GBA, there was a TMNT thing. But yeah, I think you're right. It all kind of spawned around the quote unquote TMNT movie, you know, and I'm abbreviating it, but like there was one just called TMNT and like Raph goes rogue. And yeah, I think you're right. I think that era was kind of that. So there was a pretty solid demarcation line as far as games, I think to include yeah. in there. Cause it's definitely after that, it was Nickelodeon stuff. They didn't really. <clears throat> yeah. And there was, I want to say there was a one around like the Xbox one, PS4 era that like came out early on that got fairly good reviews. And then there was that, remember there was that bastardized digital download only reboot of the original arcade that like nobody liked. Forget what that was called. Like reshelled. Yes. Reshelled. Yep. Nobody yep. liked that one. <clears throat> but it's hard to live up to, you know, kind of the perfection that is those 
those 16 bit, especially in arcade era oh, yeah. turtles, Konami beat them ups. I mean, nobody compares to that. <laughs> How many of these people are like, Oh, right. Let's, I like turtles. I'm going to get in and never played any of those old ones. Probably zero people, but how many of those people that never played any of them start at the first one and be like, what the hell? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, especially if you fucked up and you're starting at the first NES one. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Oh, like, yeah, what would you one? ever do? Oh, so bad. Even like the Game Boy ones are so much better, like in context, Yeah, I think. but Yeah, the... Is it the third one? I think is like almost we played it. Yeah, it was like a this show. It was like a Metroidvania hunt. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it's cool to see though. It's like very well crafted, like to the point where like it kind of mirrored a lot to me the blueprint that like the Mega Man collections laid out. So I went through the credits to see if Frank Cifaldi had like advised or done anything production wise, and no, but clearly, you know the better collections laid a good blueprint for what this is. And yeah, you know, it, it's really good. I mean, if you're our age, it's just like a no brainer to be able to like pick this up and have them all in one shot and play couch co-op with the kids. And yeah, it's hard to argue. There's a lot of value there, you know? Yeah. I'll probably pick it up. I just, it's all of those like old collection games. They end up being like $10 games at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with you. I had a $5 reward certificate at Best Buy. So I was like, I'll go grab oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then I got the sassy lady at Best Buy, which she's great. But she's like, Are you sure you're old enough to play this? I'm like, I'm pretty sure. And then <laughs> hands me the game back. Do you want help carrying this out? I'm like, I think I got it. Thank you. <laughs> it's a Switch game, but yeah, she's good shit. So that was my exciting pickup. Um, I don't know. I I haven't bought a game in so long that at least physically that that was kind of a big deal, but I don't know. Yeah, I can't even remember the last one I've bought either. Probably Kirby. Oh, I yeah. got Kirby. That's a good. Did you buy uh speaking of that, I didn't have this on the list, but uh, did you buy Kirby's Dream Buffet or whatever or download it? I think it's 15 bucks. No. Okay. I don't even know what that is. What is it? Like a Yeah, so we downloaded it. It's like a $15 game. Um I was curious. It's basically Fall Guys with Kirby but not as fleshed out. Um it's All good. Right. You just want to have the fattest Kirby by the end of the run and then you win. Um pretty shallow, but for the $15 price point, I think it's hard to argue with. Yeah. I played a couple rounds. My son's been playing more of it. Um, I don't think it's like really resonated with anybody. I mean, it's a, it's a good casual pick up and play game, but. But yeah. it's not like all those other ones where they're adding new things in all the time. Yeah. too. I guess time will tell, but I can't imagine. I mean, Nintendo yeah. clearly put out it with a budget price in mind and uh, it's fine. Um, would have been cooler to see that as like DLC for, you know, the game we all bought, but whatever. <laughs> yeah they put, used to put all those mini games in the actual games yeah like the super it, nintendo one was half it, mini games part of me kind of wonders if like that wasn't the original intent like this will be like free dlc and then there's like nah this is good enough we'll charge <laughs> so yeah i i can't not recommend it but i also can't say go out and buy it wait till there's like a sale it's half price but yeah it's fine it's good family fun it's just Frustrating because like it's four player online co-op or four player online multiplayer, but only two player couch co-op. So it's like, oh, yeah, they fucked up. If it was four player couch co-op, it'd be I would highly recommend. But is that just because split screen real estate? I'm guessing. Huh. Or laziness. Who knows? It's, It's tough to tell. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but it's inexpensive at least, which I've heard some people are going to have less money now because they're Sony fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, what was it a couple of weeks ago where 
uh, Facebook increased the price of their VR helmet. Yeah. And everybody freaked out. And uh, just a couple of weeks later, here it is, PlayStation. Apparently not in the U.S., but uh, no. pretty much everywhere else, the price is going up, which is is just a crazy thought that a console that is theoretical. I'm I don't I've never seen one, so yeah. Well, it's and just, let's keep in mind Bitcoin? that we're still is it a cryptocurrency? <laughs> <laughs> And keeping in mind that we're still in the era of the PlayStation where market penetration hasn't reached the point where they're not taking a loss on those. So it's like they did a price increase just to take a little bit less of a loss. It's kind of unheard of because we're, are we, yeah, we're two years in. Is that right? Two years into these consoles? Damn near. Yeah, I think so. So this is normally where you'd be getting a redesign potentially, or at least a price drop for the holiday season. A 50 buck drop. Yeah. Yeah. And instead we're seeing like a $50 equivalent increase around Canada, Europe, Asia. It's nuts. And the thing is, is like the sad thing is, is it's not going to affect sales at all because you still can't find them. So if you wanted a PS five, you're still buying a PS five. Yeah. Like if you were in the market for it. Right. It's, it's, they're, they're raising the price to reflect market rate. <laughs> I, I guess. Know. Yeah. I just, it's bizarre. It's unprecedented. Nobody's done that. You know, in the history of gaming, nobody's been like, we're going to launch a console. And then two years later, it's going to be more. Yeah. Enjoy I did, it. And I did hear that, like, there's something, they've made a new model of some sort. Cause it's like sure. nine grams lighter or something like that. So there's some other different parts going on in there which you would think would make it cheaper, but nope, here we are. Yeah, it's absurd. But like you said, like, it's still this mystical beast. I mean, I, I can go into stores somewhat regularly now. Like, I would say every other trip to, like, a Target or a Best Buy, I see the Series X. Um, and the Series yeah. S for sure, without doubt. But the Series X is definitely there. I have yet to walk into a store and see a PS5 on the shelf. Like yep. it has never happened. No. And the, and the bad part is, is like, I don't care. Like, what are we missing out on? Nothing. Uh, there's what? Five. I think. Exclusive games. I, I can never almost all launch games. Cause God of war is still going to be on four. Right. Yeah. So they got nothing this year. Yeah. Stray is on PC and PS4. That's the big one. Forbidden West is still on PS4 and PC now, or maybe not PC yep. yet. Well, not quite, but yeah. Spider-Man is. Yeah, I just. But they're still not making a PS4. Like, why wouldn't you have that on the shelves at least then, you know? Yeah. Why they didn't continue to manufacture? Because they could have kept the price point at the PS4 as it was. Like it was, what, 350 for like the bigger hard drive version, right? Which a bigger yeah. hard drive at this point costs them nothing. So they could have kept selling that, making hand over fist. Especially people, if you could get it down to like 200 bucks or something like that. People would have bought it. Yeah. Even at full price. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so bizarre to me for like as invested as I was in PlayStation, this last generation, after they completely lost me on three, I'm I'm farther off of PlayStation as a brand than I've ever been. Like I, oh yeah, Me I too. give zero shits at all on both PS5 or PlayStation at this point. Yep. Yeah. And the last nail in the coffin was like, oh, I should get it because there might be some games that I want for it. But it's like now, like if I ever wanted to play those games, I could do it on a PC now. Yeah, if you're gonna put it on PC, I'll wait. Yeah. Well, and so in speaking of that, like, I think I put that down. We might as well talk about that, that Logitech handheld leak. So Logitech was like talking about, you know, a cloud-based handheld sort of switch or Steam Deck-ish um, <clears throat> got leaked. Images got leaked. It it kind of looks like a nice blend. I mean, we we don't know specs. We don't know screen resolution. We don't know price. Appearances make it seem like a nice blend between the Nintendo Switch 
uh, ergonomics and the Steam Deck. Um, and the interface screenshots seemed to show support for Steam, uh, Game Pass, Epic. So if those wow. things are true and this thing comes in at a reasonable price point, a decent battery, and it can do cloud gaming, like shit, even if you could just do Xbox Game Pass well, mm-hmm. at a good price point, like this thing looks to be, it looks to be a contender. I mean, you know, when I say contender, I still consider Steam Deck fringe. This would still be fringe. This is almost along with like NVIDIA Shield for me. Um, you know, it certainly isn't going to like be the switch killer. I'm not that stupid. Right, yeah. But it might be like that nice like price point and accessibility where the Steam Deck kind of hasn't moved far enough away from PC to be well, compatible it, it for price- everybody. Yeah, and it prices it a lot of people out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It looks intriguing. I, they said it comes out in like November tentatively. Wow. Um, still no details. But wow. yeah, it looked it looked very, very form factor like the Switch at least. Um, so sure. I'm curious. Yeah, I wonder how many of those people are going to get into that. Yeah. Those companies. Well, and they said it's, uh, and they also said it like, I don't think it was previously announced, but they announced in this leak again, this is a leak. So I'm probably talking about things that aren't confirmed, but they mentioned Android. Well, it's like, well, if you're already doing cloud gaming and now you're introducing Android, like that means tons of like great pre-baked emulation, you know, right. yeah. are out there. So that, I mean, in addition to like the Google play store and like all the things you can do with Android, there's a ton of great emulation that's just ready to go. Very little customization, bring your own ROM, you know, easier. I mean, not that that would be hard on the steam deck. It's not, um, but super easy. Cause you can just download those apps through Google play store, install them, sideload your ROMs through the SD card, which it already takes. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like the dummies version of the steam deck. It almost seems like, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sure it will not be as beefy um, and it doesn't probably need to be if it can do cloud gaming. Well, you know? Yeah. I mean that if that's their focus, then you probably don't need much. Yeah. You know, and like in my experience between Xbox cloud and like the cloud games I've tried on switch, you know, it's certainly with a decent internet connection, it is very, easy to imagine a console that can do that well with lower specs and still give you an, a near triple a experience. So mm-hmm. it, it'll be cool. I mean, I, I it kind of made me feel almost like a little bit redeemed for not getting that steam deck ordered. Um, it's like, well, maybe this will be the thing that like kind of meets the middle ground. So sure. We'll see. I probably won't buy this either, but it was cool. <laughs> Yeah, you got to wait for the razor one because that you know that one's going to have like lights flashing everywhere on it. The more lights you can have baked into anything, the better. Yep, that's that's a fact. <laughs> How many LEDs you pushing on that thing? Did I have we talked since like? I don't know if we have. I, I didn't put this down as a topic, but my did I tell you about my Starlink incident? Did you? I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Uh, so the, yeah, this, the Ubisoft. Starlink game <laughs> close. Um, so this must've been in between. Um, we were having a fire, um, and a movie in the backyard a couple weeks ago. This would have been, uh, not last Saturday, but the one before. Right. So it was like right around like the end, like 20th or something of August. And, um, we're having a fire. We, we watched Napoleon dynamite. I don't think my <laughs> kids were ready for that. They didn't laugh at all. And all of a sudden, like the movie ended, I'm packing stuff up. My kids are like, Hey, what's that? They're pointing off into the sky. And I look up and then there's lights, orange lights, and they just keep coming in a string. Right. And my brain's trying to comprehend this. I was like, what am I looking at? And then I'm thinking like, well, that's just like a single file line of like snow geese or something like you'd might see in the fall. I was like, clearly the moon's reflecting up off of them and they're getting closer pretty soon. I'm going to hear the honks, you know, all this. And then they just like dissipate into the atmosphere. They're like, they're gone. 
<laughs> and I was like, you know, so logically in my head, I'm like, well, it's not a, it's not a meteor. Um, cause they break up. It wouldn't have been unified like that. It's not a comet. Comet would have been a consistent streak, not just a string of like a dozen or more lights. So we get into bed and like, I'm kind of freaking out. I was like, I don't know what I just saw. Like, what do we do? And I'm talking to my wife about it. I was like, I don't want to say anything for the kids. This doesn't add up, you know? It's so like, I, <laughs> I kind of didn't sleep good. Cause it's like, what the fuck was that? Uh, I get up in the morning and like, when I tweeted it out before I went to bed, I was like, is anybody in the FM area seeing this? I was like, it was 10 minutes ago. Am I crazy? A couple of people liked it up or thumbs it up. Zestus was like, what have you been drinking? Accurate response. <laughs> uh, whiskey, by the way, but not that much that I delusion. It wasn't delusional. Uh, and uh, so I was like, ah, it's fucked. So I get up in the morning and I start Google searching as you do, you know, naturally. And then it turns out similar sightings like in April of this year in Chicago area, other areas in the Midwest. Turns out what it is, is when Elon Musk launches new Starlink satellites, they go up in orbit and then they slowly spread out low atmosphere in a line. Uh, and it just so happened that the night before he had launched 53 of them into space. Uh, so we were really? seeing that and apparently it was visible for a few days uh, and like, like I saw comparison photos and stuff and like, I was like, oh, that's hundred percent what I saw, but like, holy shit, maybe put that out in the normal, like local media. Like it would have, I would have slept a hell of a lot better. And somebody just said, by the way, if you see these weird lights in the sky and then it turned out, yeah, it, it scared the shit out of me. And like, once I knew I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then it was funny. Like my boss had been out like the week prior leading up to that on vacation, he gets back on Monday. He's like, Did anybody else see those Starlink satellites? He's like, dude, I about shit my pants. He's like, yeah, me too, man. He's like, I was getting my kids out there. We're getting the phone. He's like, I was researching it. And uh, yeah, so I was glad that like one other human being like saw it. Yeah. yeah backed wow. up my story, but super scary. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, they should really publicize it more. Like, you know, here's potential flight plans where your paths where you're going to see this, like alert people. You know, I just thought it was weird that like nobody in like the Fargo area it didn't make the paper, didn't make the news. But it was it was very clear. It's very like unsettling if you can't rationalize it in the moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool. So, yeah, not a UFO. Yeah, after, after you know what it is, for sure. Yeah, otherwise. Yeah. You you don't know otherwise you're like am i dying tonight Jeez. is there a nuclear attack did russia just blow us up am i am i dead <laughs> nope just fucking elon musk yeah that son of a bitch i don't even use his internet <laughs> yeah wow so, so that was interesting uh, also interesting have you seen nope nope <laughs> so i uh Jordan I haven't even Peele seen his thing. last one. Get yeah, out? I, or no, this is us. Or us. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I saw Get Out. but Okay. And I have not seen Get Out, but I've seen us. And I watched this one. So we watched that. And like, essentially at its core, like this is a alien movie, right? Um, Did you watch this before or after? The, uh... Oh, after. Yes. After okay. the okay. after the Starlink <laughs> incident. Yes. Uh, but not unrelated. Yeah. Um, so it basically turns into like ranchers being tormented by an alien spacecraft, which they then determined through the course of this movie is like not an alien spacecraft, but is an alien entity, a living, breathing creature that resembles a UFO. Oh, think like a giant sky stingray thing. Uh, but anyway, like the way this thing ends and like the kind of like, I don't know if you've seen, you've seen Peel's some of his stuff, like the connotations, like the things that are said and like are unsaid in between like characters and in the, in the plot and like both a lot, the, of, metaf a lot of metaphors for other things. For, too, yeah. yeah, Right. Prejudice. And, you know, it's an African-American cast, which is fine. It makes sense. But then like the whole, well, it won't kill you if you don't look at it and it's just like all this sort of stuff. And I got down watching the movie. I'm not going to go too into it. It's a very cool concept and a very good alien movie. If you're dense enough to realize it's not just that, like 
but then like I got else. done with it. Right. And like, I'm, you know, my wife is later that night and like, I'm up later and I'm thinking about it. And I was like, I'm unpacking it all. Right. And I'm like, well, it was an alien movie, but also it's a, it's, it's a social commentary on like media bias and like the overextension of like social media, black lives matter, <laughs> police brutality and all this stuff. So like the next day, like we get up and like, I, I don't know. I was like, ah. I'm like, I think that movie's kind of ruined for me now after watching this. <clears throat> so the next day, like my wife and I go to the grocery shopping, like we do Sunday mornings and like, we're driving back. I was like, so what do you think of that movie? And like, you know how it wasn't really an alien movie and it was just like a black lives matter and like police brutality sort of thing. And she's like, what are you talking about? It was just about an alien. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm barely certain they, it wasn't. I'm like, based on the ending, rethinking through some of these scenes, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there was more there. She's like, no, you're crazy. I'm like, okay, Google it. <laughs> she Googles it. She's like, oh my God. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> It was like, it was not the movie you thought you watched. So I don't know. Like all of his films are kind of like that, but this one's very like, I think because you're in tune to it because of his previous work. Um, and then just, I mean, the subtlety is it's there, but it's, it's more apparent Yeah. Uh, in this one. And it's not that I didn't enjoy the film. It's very good. I probably can't watch it again. Um, it's cool. I recommend people watch it, but yeah, I don't know. Like, That's a bummer know. because like everything he makes after this or, you know, every, everything is always going to be through that lens then. Yeah. Well, that's the like, thing is like, you're going in kind of expecting it, right? It's like watching an M night movie and you're like, where's the twist going to happen? Twist? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He ruined himself. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was maybe the most cohesive one he's done. Like, if you if you if you boil out the metaphors like start to finish story was telling the oddity of it it was a little bit m night uh it, it's the most like straightforward plot to horror like it, it makes the most sense i will say like i didn't have to like i didn't have to think hard on unlike his other movies i didn't have to think hard on what i watched as far as like the core story sure you know i feel like especially like some of his other stuff. Like you were like, after you had done with it, you're like, well, none of that made sense now. Like this made sense, but then you're also like, well, what else was it saying? So it was kind of like this weird reversal, but yeah, I don't know. Now you got to go back and watch all the key and peel and be like, what does he really mean in this skit? <laughs> yeah. What does noise mean? <laughs> what am I missing in noise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was cool. I recommend it, but like also there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. Which, or if you're like my lovely wife, you were fortunate enough to just get through it and enjoy the film. <laughs> so I don't know. I heard you enjoyed something delicious. Oh, what a, what a thrill. So, uh, yeah, I took the kids mini golfing today and then I had to go somewhere for lunch and thought, okay. Detroit Lakes has a A&W on the other side of town. Had no idea. In the gas station with the hot stuff pizza. Yeah. So we went over there. Oh, it's a gas station. Whatever. It'll be fine. Go in there. Want the root beers. Yep. They hand you a cup. Oh, you go and to you the fountain machine? To, you go to the fountain machine. No. And there's A&W and it says made fresh in store on the fountain machine. And I'm like, how? the fuck are you you are bullshitting me there's no way this is the same and it didn't taste like no, you know of course like not. you would no it's like the whole reason i came all the way across town <laughs> to get a actual a and w root beer and now here's a fountain machine that we have yep and the uh got the kids some kids kids meals which were just like oh corn dog nugget things just garbage food really right i mean it's probably the hot stuff stuff but kitchen over there probably is better stuff for you but uh got them that and their toy inside oh was a bumper sticker 
from no. 2014 <laughs> that was just an advertisement for AMW. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so sad. So do you have like uh, plastered on their foreheads or what do you do? <laughs> I said you gotta think real hard where you want to put that. <laughs> the, oh. Even the Happy Meal bags that they got were like printed all messed up. So like the outlines for everything were were like half an inch off of the coloring. Oh no. So the one side is like spot the difference, and it's like they're all fucked up. Like this is all <laughs> you can't do it. Oh no! Yeah, I will say that is like probably one of the saddest A and W's around. And it's weird because like there's that one in Lake Park in the gas station, which also being in a gas station with a hot stuff, that one's remarkably good. Is it okay? Yeah, but that A and W in DL is. I don't know that I've ever ordered. I think I've ordered a burger out of it once. But I usually just opt for like the hot stuff pizza because it's just like such a crappy gas station. (laughs) It's so disappointing, too, because like we grew up in the era where like A&W was fucking awesome. You know, they've just killed off all the standalone A&W stores. And now it's like in our area, at least it's like all it is is these bastardized like gas station versions. Sucks. Like if if you don't have. Just. The A and W root beer there, like fresh. Yes, on the tab. What are on we the doing? Counter. What are we, yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's the whole point. I want my A and W frosty mug of root beer with a side of cheeseburger yes. and fries. Like, if you can't do that for me, like you're fucked. It should be the big glass mug. Yeah, it should have some Frosted, girth to yep. it. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. I'm sure around the Midwest, there's still some like, actually Park Rapids, not Park. Yeah. Park Rapids has a beautiful standalone old A&W with like drive-in spots, but yeah, I was going to say they still have the one where you go outside. Yeah. And I think in South Dakota, there might be one or two, but like, yeah, around the rest of our area, they just did not survive. We had that one down the street from me here in town. That was great, but it was like that weird pairing. Like when they partnered up with like, Long John Silver's, which I'm pretty sure doesn't exist anywhere anymore. Or Not if it does, I haven't seen yeah. one. Yeah, so it was like A&W and Long John Silver's. And it's like, well, <laughs> I don't want your shitty cod filet, but I'll take an A&W burger, yeah, please. Yeah, I don't want, want fish next to my root beer. Yeah, which I'm sure some genius was like, it's a very, you know, Catholic-oriented area of the country. So, you know, two months out of the year, that's really going to pay off. <laughs> If you yep. want to bring your, you know, non-Catholic friends to have a burger while well, you have <laughs> your meal and Lent. This is going to be great. So, yeah, I don't know. I I stand like, it's yeah, yeah. I understand your disappointment, though. Like, that's crushing because A&W was such like a high high when we were kids. So, yeah, good. My, my kids were not impressed. I don't think no, so. That's understandable. And I, don't, I, I think my kids would probably be the same way. I don't think I've ever seen a proper A&W. Like, if you're not getting, like, that chilled-ass glass mug of root beer. Yeah. Plus, it felt so badass as a kid because you're like, oh, ha, ha, this is like a real beer. I'm <laughs> yeah. drinking like dad, you know? Yeah. Uh, which also probably is another reason they're not around. Um, but, yeah, it's a disappointment. And the root beer float. Yeah, I wonder what if if I, I I'm guessing they probably have a thing back there for it too, but it was I'm sure they're still using fountain drink on the on the backside too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. It's just probably like a different like bagged syrup blend or something, you <laughs> yeah. know. I don't know. It's all garbage. Made fresh because point. we put this bag in this morning. <laughs> right. It's micro bag, so it's fresh every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's a bummer. Um, the only other thing I had to talk on was uh, another, I guess it kind of relates because it's another franchise that has lost its, its muster, but I downloaded and installed that Ghost Recon Wildlands um, on Game Pass, which I don't know if you were around for like the early days of Ghost Recon on PC and then I guess it transitioned pretty favorably over to consoles for a number of years, even into the 360. Mm-hmm. Those are really good, like tactical 
shoot 'em ups, very little margin of error. Like you needed to orchestrate things within a, I would say relatively tight margin. Um, so to play this game is kind of like bonkers because they keep a lot of that tactical stuff in there, but at the end of the day, almost none of it matters because they basically just <laughs> threw all that into like GTA, like a budget, not great GTA and just let you like kind of go ham. I mean, you can still fuck up and have to restart a mission if you kill somebody you were supposed to interrogate, but for the most part, it's just kind of like a free for all. Um, really? And it's kind of almost great for it. Like there's tons of, there's tons of like cool stuff like GTA nods, like weird bonkers radio stations in the cars, um, like just random absurd humor. But at the end of the day, it's like you have all those bits to carry you up to a story mission where you're like quietly plotting out like these silent, like executions of like 20 people. <laughs> so it's really weird to be like, like you have to I be just, a psychopath to live that right, type of life, right? Right. It's like, I just baha a Jeep with six people off like a mountain cliff to get down here. <laughs> but I have to like tactically take all these guys out. I don't know. <laughs> and none of it controls exceptionally well, which makes it all the worse. Um, but it's kind of like this, I think it almost strikes a uh, Saints Row kind of vibe where like it finds its right kind of stupid and jank. So sure. that, like I would never pay 60 bucks for this, but on Game Pass, this is totally worth a few hours of my time. Yeah. Um, and especially with a few other people, I think it'd be really funny. Yeah. I I got to download it. And you said that you have to go through. Yeah. There's, there's a couple a, hours. Yeah. There's a tutorial mission. I want to say. You'll get through the tutorial and maybe like, depending on what you watch at the cutscenes, um, 30 to 40 minutes. And then it notifies you right away. Like, Hey, now you can play online. But yeah, if you, if you get through that, it'd be fun to jump into a yeah definitely. game. We'll it's, do that. it's pretty, it's pretty cool. There's, I like the, like the whole talent tree thing too, that they incorporated and it's, yeah, it's very stupid, but it's perfect for oh, game pass to be honest. Oh yeah. That's great. Is it? kind of like a far cry type sure. open world to just kind of go yes. wherever. Yep. Yeah. That's a good, that's a, probably a better cross up between far cry and ghost recon. Like that's, that's kind of where it lands. Sure. With a little bit of like GTA, like gratuity and, and stuff. So, yep. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I've been looking for my next, uh, it's been a while since I've done one of those, you know, yeah. Mark things off the map type style. Well, yeah. And like the, the great thing about this one is like, there's just so much on the map, like the density of things to tackle. And then like the weird, like side missions you run into on the road, like you're, you're a couple minutes from like your next stupid encounter. And it's, yeah. it's pretty great. Huh? Yeah. And they get you right into the, like the fun stuff. Like you're driving right away. You're stealing helicopters, you're riding motor, but like all the dumb shit you want to do in a game like that, it's right there. Oh, perfect. So you're smart on that. Very smart. I think well, that's yeah. Sounds like I, a good time. Yeah, I think so. I think Game Pass needs a couple more heavy hitters like that. Like it's been a little lacking on like the maybe not AAA, but like you know up there, sort of like yeah. big multiplayer games. It's kind of weird that like the summer it just always felt like they were like announcing like oh all this big shit's coming to Game Pass, you know, and the yeah. summer didn't really do that. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like lackluster. And then like with the stuff leaving this month, including Hades, like it's, it's, it's losing some big stuff. Um, but I guess like at the end of the day, like it's been a drought of games across all consoles and developers. Mm -hmm. So I guess it sort mm -hmm. of makes sense, but we'll see. They just need to patch in halo infinite multiplayer co-op now. So how can that not be out? You got me. You got me. If it's been this long, then it doesn't work. Like, yeah, if they can't figure that out. Then it's just like, it's a problem that they can't solve. It seems like I'm still like flabbergasted that they launched. A, I mean, that's been a staple day one of <laughs> yeah. Halo and to launch the entire game without that and be this far. Like, yeah, we are coming up on a year. Like that makes no sense. Makes no sense. And, and it kind of explains why halo was a flash in the pan. Right. Like, I mean, I feel, I feel like that and 
Horizon Forbidden West were kind of the same. Like hype, hype, hype. Nobody talks about them. It's yep. like, you know, they didn't, they didn't make, they didn't, they, they landed successfully, but they didn't come with everything they should have, you know? So. Which is, it's bonkers that they can make huge budget games like that. And it just dies immediately. And then, you know, somebody like me can be like, Ooh, Dragon Ball and Fortnite. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just because the they signed a licensing deal. <laughs> the gaming landscape has changed. Maybe Goku will make it into, you know, Halo Infinite. We'll see. <laughs> we'll get Piccolo. Well, we'll be fine. Halo, uh, Master Chief's in Fortnite already. I never what? have to go to Halo. Is he really? Yep. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. From what I understand, um, he's in there and Kratos is in the PlayStation one, but they can never meet. So, well, yeah, you can't answer the question who would win. All right. God or John. <laughs> Interesting. I had no idea. <clears throat> well, are we, did we get through our topics? I think. Oh no. Assassin's Creed. What's up with that? Oh yeah. I can talk about another open world Ubisoft yeah. game here. So the rumor is, and this could be all changed by the time this podcast comes out, but uh, the rumor is the next one is going all the way back to basics. Basically, kind the of Animus like the is first coming one. Back? Well, just like none of the RPG stuff, none of the huge world, none of, you know, it's just kind of like what the first game is, which is kind of weird because I feel like second game is really the jumping off point. Sure pun intended i guess but uh the yeah it's weird because that's the rumor and it's like in baghdad okay um smaller project and then after this they're going to use that experience to remake the first one because we need that I, i yeah that's the part like you kind of retconned all of that into bullshit anyway so why would you ever return to it i don't i don't know yeah it was all a figment of one person's imagination right like that was the whole i i don't even i couldn't tell you at this point so they would rather choose to do this than like go back and say like revitalize prince of persia which left (laughs) off exactly which Left off on a high note, I would argue, after some bad middle games, but like, why not try that? Yeah. I think people are kind of sick of hearing Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Well, and I, that's got to be part of it, too, because these last few ones are just like 100 hours long. And it's like that just I don't even want to tr- play it. I played that Egypt one. I yeah. loved it. It's a great game. Way too long. Way too much stuff to do in it. And then the next one came out and it's like, it's bigger and it has more stuff and you can be more people. And I'm just like, nope. (laughs) So I guess, I guess, you know, a smaller scale one might, might be the right choice, but it's just weird that they're just like, we're going right back to everything before too. Yeah, that is weird. Well, I mean, I did hear rumors that like, whatever they were going to do was going to be like, this is the new platform, but yeah. Clearly, that doesn't mean what I was thinking it meant. Um, it's interesting. So it's almost like we've got a new source engine and that will be our future to build on. Maybe. Yeah, I I, I was with you. I thought it was more like a, here's some mini, you know, experiences that you right. get on this, like a subscription or a live game or something like that. But we'll see. Interesting. By the time this comes out, I'm sure it'll all be out all the news and everything about it. But it'll be a mobile game. <laughs> a to win yeah well, i think playstation just bought some studio yes. that's really into mobile stuff right yeah which they i think people kind of forget or gloss over but the time around the psp there was like that sony <laughs> ericsson line and like they basically made like the psp go of phones that actually played really good phone games for the time yeah, so it's not they like actually Sony, made mobile games too. Yeah. yeah, so so Sony has a positive track record. They've never had a financially successful track record. Um, outside of maybe I, I suppose the PSP made the money, 
the Vita did not. Their phone line definitely did not. Yeah. Um. So cool, I guess. But is it just me or is mobile gaming less relevant than it was maybe even three years ago? Or am I just not the person maybe, for it? Maybe we're just out of it. Okay. I don't that know. could be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, you know, every single mobile game I've played in the last five years has just been either like everything has five stars and you got to be like, oh, you have a one star thing and you can combine it into a two star thing and all that bullshit. Right. And it's just all that gotcha stuff. Or it's like, hey, watch an ad and you can get this thing free or this thing free. And it's just. Right. I don't know. There's no just decent, you know, when you bought Angry Birds, you had it. Right. You just played the game. Yeah. Everything's got like a money trail to it, right? Yeah. And honestly, like for myself, outside of like Nintendo's mobile offerings, which they've pulled out of now, I haven't really played any mobile games. So they, they're just shutting one down now, aren't they? Pretty I soon. I think so. Yeah. I yeah. know they were like gunning down with them all. Dr. Mario, I think, might have been going offline. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I Very don't know. Weird. Mobile stuff is just, I think it's just people that they have it on their phone, but they aren't really talking about, you know, it's not a thing that you talk about to a lot of other people yeah. anymore because it's not exciting. <laughs> it's nothing worth talking about. You're addicted to it, so you're ashamed. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I suppose... Something worth talking about and something we might as well touch on for our listeners. A um, little bit of housekeeping. Um, so if you've been listening to us, especially the last couple episodes, maybe throughout the last year or so, you've you've noticed like our, our lineup, our format um, ebbs and flows. Um, so I just I just want to take a moment. We. I'm not going to like context is in a weird way. This is not like a falling out. This is not a hurt feelings. This is not people infighting. There's none of that. Um, but I will say to our listeners, um, we've predominantly, um, I guess this, this weekend rental has been a three man podcast, um, you know, for the last five years um, in some discussions, it, we're officially going to be a two man podcast going forward. Um, that will be myself, of course, and Andy uh, Biff just no longer has the time, um, you know, on, it's unfortunate. Um, I wish we could have had him on to like kind of do a final send off and maybe, you know, I'll never say never. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe that will happen in the future. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that, Andy? Yeah. I mean, life gets in the way of everything everybody does, right? At some point. And just hits us at different times and just hit Biff at this specific time at this point. And, you know, we were talking about kind of a way to, you know, refresh the show kind of at the same time where, uh, yeah, maybe the next episode we're going to have, you know, little bit different structure that fits a two two person podcast a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the plan right now. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Um, we apologize if that bums out any, any listeners. Um, but yeah, like Andy said, we're, we're going to try and adjust the show. Um, we felt it needed a refresh anyway. Um, now knowing that it will be a two man show, we're going to try and, make it so that we're not just struggling to find things to bounce back and forth off each other. We're going to try and get back into segments, uh, return to some of the, maybe not by rent burn, but a, a version of that. Um, some things that maybe tie into our namesake a little more weekend rental, you know, the, the video store, um, things we still enjoy. Um, and we hope you guys want to hang in there for the ride. Um, we're working on that. We're coming up with ideas. We're trying to finalize the format. You know, we'll do some, fun new stuff, new intros, things like that. Um, and, and our goal is this is episode 133. I think we're going to try and implement our first new iteration of the refresh by 135. Um, it will be a work in progress, but we're going to try and 
and make it fun for you guys and fun for ourselves, but still keep the core, the core of the show going. Right. I mean, the, the, you know, this show we've gone through different hosts. Um, Biff has been the longest running third member, but weekend rental is not any one person. Um, and we appreciate all of you listening. And then we're going to try to keep the show going on as best we can for you and, and try to make it fun for us again now too. So. Yep. And we're going to remove all the jokes and laughing. We're going to try and make it serious because we're trying to get this on like public radio. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, we will be accepting corporate sponsors. Um, if manscaped would like to come back, um, <laughs> maybe athletic greens, uh, any of you guys just reach out to us. Uh, it's we're, we're selling out at this point. We've, we've had enough of the casual fun, friendly banter. We just want to make money uh, and be corporate shills from here on out. I think that's probably right. Happens to us all. <laughs> uh, but for real, uh, for anyone listening, um, we know that might've come as a surprise. It's, it's, it's fresh to us. Um, but again, it, it's not a, you know, we're all still friends at the end of the day. It's it, again, like Andy said, it's just a time thing. Everybody goes through different stuff. I mean, God knows we've had a hell of a time keeping this thing afloat even over the last couple of years in, in certain instances. But I think Andy, you'd agree that at this point we're ready to like tighten it up, try to make it a little more serious and, and, and take it in a fun positive direction yeah yep yes and with that you can positively take us out because i think this is an episode yeah so uh you can contact us by email at weekend podcast or weekend rental podcast at gmail.com and uh we're on facebook twitter if you'd like to make comments over there but until next time be kind rewind Bananas. I promise the new format will not, or will still have me flubbing the outro. So <laughs> we can record that. Just have it inserted. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be part of the overall. Uh.